Welcome everybody to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. My name is Abraham Deweese and we have tonight with us one Oregon Duck in Matthew Page and the Coog who'll make you shake and move to his own groove. That's Brian the Soulman. So Lack, how are you guys doing? <laughs> I've had better days. I've had better days. Uh, for those that don't know, the game against uh, the Civil War just finished, so uh, I've had better days. <gasps> you right. said the Civil War, or are you going to start? Oh, uh, no, now, now, hang oh, no. on. I broke the rules. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh! Now we're going to get complaints. Oh, Shame no. on you. <laughs> oh no! Now, now the civil people are going to be mad at us. <laughs> yeah. No, so it is a war of the civil. I Matthew Page, I I don't know anything about the Civil War. How did you how did the civilian altercation work out for your Oregon Ducks? Uh we lost. We? Against oh, I'm not an Oregon Duck. There there's no we in this. What? You you Matthew Page uh, lost. The royal we as in me in Oregon. Uh the, the Oregon Ducks lost uh to a uh, an up and coming uh good program being rebuilt by Jonathan Smith there at uh, Oregon State. And Jawar Jamar or Jar Jawar. Jamar Jamar. Jamar. Uh there was his last name Johnson? Jefferson. Jefferson. God, I gotta remember this name now because this guy is gonna go places. Jamar Jefferson. Uh, who, by the way, gashed UW and Wazoo also for some big yardage, but he had a record-setting day of over 200 rushing yards. And, oh, my God. And I, think only, I think only finished with one touchdown, but or maybe he did get, did get two at the end. I don't know. But anyway, he um, he had an amazing day. He, the dude is very impressive as a running back. And uh, it was kind of fun to watch there. It was like they, it was like they were uh, – it was in the fog for most of the game. And it was like they were like they were like they knew that was going to happen. So both teams were wearing some pretty electric colors. So at least you could see the teams. You couldn't see the ball, but you could see the players. Hey, you know who couldn't see but, the ball or anything else? Pac-12 uh, refs. Oh, that that yeah. Well, actually, uh, other than other than the offsides, blatant offsides on, on the third down and goal at the very <laughs> end there, where 99 went through the line before the ball was snapped. Uh, I think they generally they 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 sat and they troubleshooted. They made sure the clock was right and everything else. I think they got everything right, other than that obviously blatant call there at the end. <laughs> Terrible. I no, I freely admit, number ninety nine. He was through the line before the ball was fully snapped. It was like, wait, where? Okay, they got a free play. Oh, okay, we're just gonna ignore that. All right, sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so to answer your question, I've had better days, but. It is a holiday weekend. Uh, I hope you guys had some great turkey days. Um, wasn't the, the, the football on TV wasn't that excellent. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to that juggernaut of, of, uh, of New Mexico versus uh, Utah State, and it turned into being a boring game. So I it thought to myself, how could two 0-4 teams possibly be boring? And then I saw for myself how they could possibly be born. Then, then you saw an example. <laughs> I thought to myself, you know what? They'll both be at the same level, so you know that'll all even out, and there'll be some exciting plays because you know, like maybe the Terrible defenses defense aren't that good. Yeah. No, no, nobody was good. Nothing was good. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yes. Uh, it was, it was, it was boring. It was really boring. And I was expecting it to be just an absolute incompetence filled because Utah state lost both their court, their coach and their starting quarterback in the last like eight days or 10 days or something like that. 
So I was expecting it to just be an absolute catastrophic, you know, terrible uh, crap anyway, show. Anyway, anyways, we should say happy Thanksgiving to all our listeners, too. So thank you for following us on social media. And for those of our Canadian listeners, uh, happy uh, month late wishes in your, in your uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, for our Canadian happy listeners, happy, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Is, oh, yeah. Well, today's <laughs> Friday, actually. So, okay, yeah. and Friday. And, uh, yeah. Good, good, good morrow. I heard, I heard that a young Matthew Page acquired a deep fat fryer over Thanksgiving. Ugh. Over? No, I got it a couple months before, but yeah. And, and I didn't burn the house down. Not yet. It's coming up. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, good it's, point. It's happening there is soon. There's still hot oil <laughs> in the next room. There is still hot oil. It's, it's not plugged in, so it, it, it should be fine. But, yeah, haven't killed myself yet. Knocking on wood. Make sure the cats stay away, too. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, I had to fight them off the fries that I made earlier. <laughs> These are my fries. Right what on. is the problem with – why can't – Matthew Page, why can't you just cook Vandy Camp's crinkle fries in the oven like a normal person. Why you got to go out and buy like a deep fat fryer? Cause I was, I was doing it. I got it for Turkey, Turkey day. So and it has other uses as well. Since I have it and I already have it set up from yesterday. I went out this morning and went, let me go get some fries and make some home fries. Can we and just put an fries. end to this whole vicious cycle where everybody, of what? well, everybody just assumes two things. Three things. People assume three things for Thanksgiving. One, okay. that we want to see our relatives. None of us really want to see our relatives. <laughs> Two, that I disagree. That turkey, <laughs> that turkey is delicious. <laughs> turkey is not delicious. That's why you had. Oh. That's why you had. That, that's why you had cream cheese and cranberry sauce. Is is to cover to mask the awfulness that is turkey. And I'd do the same thing to my relatives. I'd cover them up to not have to deal with them. And then three. Uh, we, wait, 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 wait. Well, oh, we got, we, I can't let that go by. You, you'd cover your relatives in cream cheese and cranberry sauce. If it'd make them more interesting. Yes. Them. If it'd make that's them more weird, interesting. That's a little strange. I, I, <laughs> I, I wanted to call attention to that a little bit. Third okay, point. Continue. Thursday. None of us need a holiday on Thursday. Why are we doing what, what are we doing having a holiday on Thursday? And more importantly, why am I stuck with Detroit and Dallas as my choices for stupid football teams on, 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 on Thanksgiving? Well, you were supposed to have a third game, but COVID made COVID happen. An actual interesting game, yes. Yeah, actually, what, what, what was it going to be? Was it going to be like Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, yeah. Yeah, that would have been, a, that's going to be, that's been rescheduled to like Tuesday or something like that. And it's going it's, to, it should be a good game. But yeah, okay. it would have, so better you, on the day that actually watch it. So you guys don't agree with me on, on step one or problem one. You don't agree with me on issue two, but you do agree, agree with me on issue three that thir- Thursday so games with terrible teams is wa- oh, a waste yeah. of my time. Uh, yeah, usually yes, because you know, like when the NFL does it earlier in the season where it's like Miami versus the jets. Yeah. That's a waste of my time. They need to they stop need to that. Stop. Tra- stop the tradition. Detroit has sucked for thirty years. They need to stop. Time to mix it up. Agreed. And and family coming to Thanksgiving. Stop that tradition too. Oh <laughs> wow! You can you can stop that yourself. 
yeah, it's a personal let, choice. Yeah, that's a personal choice. I'm but, glad. I'm know, glad COVID us, did it for me. Some of us oh, do like our. Oh, some of us do like our our families and do want to see them. Oh, people liking are we, their are families. Are we not allowed to? Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna stop us from seeing our family members? Liking yeah. families is overrated. Oh my! Moving on. Yeah, Oregon Ducks are overrated too. I'm glad they lost in the civilian war. That was a good game to watch. That was hilarious. Uh, it was a good game, and um, yeah, no, I the honest truth is, is, as an Oregon fan, I've been puzzled as to why they've been saying we got to see them do well in order to make them break the playoff. And I'm like, they're not making the playoff. They have like five it. guys opt out that we really need. I'm not saying this because I'm a Husky fan and like to see you in pain because I do, and I am. <laughs> But this this slew guy or slough guy or whatever the hell his name is, the quarterback. Chuck. Pronounced Chuck. He's no good. <clears throat> you need a different quarterback. He's kinda eh. Kinda I mean, eh. I knew once I knew I knew once the fourth quarter comeback was required, I'm like, we lost. He's holding you so, he back. He is he has his moments and then he has some really puzzling moments. He's just yeah, he's not consistent. We could do better. I admit. Well, who do you? Oh, that's another talk, day we can talk about that. But yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, before we talk pro football, I want to talk, ask Gabe what, what's up with this Utah coming to Washington tomorrow? Does are the Huskies going to blow them out? I just want your opinion. Uh, as a Husky fan. I'm having a hard time like doing any kind of analysis on any college football team. I've gotten pretty much everything wrong this season. <laughs> <laughs> um, all my predictions are just horribly failing. And part of that is because one, we didn't have any teams playing the directional state colleges. So you can kind of get a feel for what's going on Two, as far as UW goes, they got the Cal game pulled out from underneath them. Uh, they got the Wazoo game pulled out from underneath them. So, you know, half the time, and it's not just a UW thing. It's every, it's every college team. Half the time, you don't even know what team you're going to face or if you're going to face them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then additionally, you have a new, a brand new head coach and he has to implement a new system, a new philosophy. Right now his philosophy is ground and pound and smothering defense and, who knows if it works until you get a body of work underneath your belt to, to see how it goes. Utah has a lot of talent and I will never, ever underestimate Whittingham. Kyle Whittingham is always a threat. I don't care if he hasn't won this year at all. He's always a threat. Um, probably the best head coach as far as strategy in the back 12. I agree. And yep. You know, and I, and I just have to say, who knows? I don't know anything about Utah because I haven't seen them play. Have they even played like more than two games? Like it's, it's, uh, I haven't watched them on TV. I haven't even seen them like, yeah. So it's, we're starting to get an idea what some teams can do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not like, it's not like there's any book against this year's Utah team. And the same goes for UW. What have we seen from UW? Two games, so yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I, I guess I would say this: Oregon State's a lot more difficult than everybody thought. 
Jonathan Smith has got that franchise turned around. He's really, yeah, he's really turned that program around. I, I'm, I'm very impressed. He's ahead of schedule. Um, they've, they've looked very good uh, against everyone. I mean, I was worried about. I was telling, I was telling the Soul Man earlier, just as before we, we started the show, that um, I, I was, I was, I was watching this, you know, watching him, and I'm like, watching the running back. I'm like, is this guy any good? I mean, like, holy crap, why is he just destroying us? And then I go back and I look and, you know, yeah, he, he gashed for like 100, 140 yards against UW and a touchdown and like 130 yards against Wazoo and three touchdowns. And I'm like, okay, all right. So this guy's, this guy's pretty, pretty badass. All right. It made me feel a little better. At <laughs> You're least. talking about Jefferson, right? Yes. Jefferson. He is, he is a little, yeah. he's, he's very good. Um, very talented. They're lucky to have, apparently he, yeah, he, you know, they told the, they told the quick, the terrible announcers, uh, told the quick story about apparently he really wanted to go to USC and USC kind of said, no, thank you. And I bet USC is wishing they hadn't said, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. By the way, overrated USC is so freaking overrated. And all I've, how overrated are they? Dave? <laughs> They're so overrated <laughs> that no, anyway. yeah. uh, like joke. What's, what's going on? What's the next? No, I mean, come on. They, 80% of 80% of the Sun Devils had COVID. They could barely beat them. Uh, the Wildcats, they barely beat them. And then they did beat Utah. But I mean, you know, the national media wants USC to be really, really good so that they can yeah, they prove do. something. Um, but the fact is they're not really, really good. And they do stupid stuff. Like you said, they overlook Jefferson and they overlook good players all the freaking time. Um, Who's the head coach there? Oh, oh, not Ogeron. Um, who's USC's? Oh, it's, uh, oh, yeah, Blake, of course. Now you ask. I was just thinking of the name, and now, of course, you ask, and I forget. <laughs> but he's overrated. Uh, Clay Helton. Clay Helton. Clay Helton, yeah. He's overrated. He can't do his job. They should have taken Ogeron when they had the chance. And I don't know. This whole Pac-12 is a mess. I say forget the bowl games. Just play an entire season of Pac-12 football, just go round, round frickin' Robin. Have play everyone. Have everybody play everybody. 11 games, you play every single team in the conference. Your your Rose Bowl is basically the Pac-12 championship. That's my opinion. There you go. Larry Scott, Abraham's calling you out. So <laughs> I hope you listen, worthless. Wow. I think we, tell, tell us how you really feel about him. How I... It, this is G or, or PG rated here, so I can't. Uh, <laughs> you can't truly express it. I was going to say G rated, but after the things Abraham said earlier about families, uh, we're PG for sure. I didn't. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> I didn't say put your family in a deep fat fryer. <laughs> no. I said metaphorically. Metaphorically. Metaphorically, I referred to family as turkeys. And the only way to make them interesting is to, yeah, put some cream cheese in. So you want to cut, yeah, you wanted to cover your family with cream Metaphorically. cheese. Metaphorically. That's what I remember. Metaphorically. <laughs> Speaking of the birds, when do our Seahawks play this weekend? They Monday don't play, night. they don't play this weekend at all. They play there Monday night. <laughs> I think we should talk about our Seahawks. Oh, yes. Okay. 
Do we really want to? Okay, I guess we, I guess we better get into it. You don't want to talk about your turkey of a family or Matt's turkey of a family? <laughs> no, no, I miss my turkey of a family. So. Okay. Right. <laughs> Moving on, let's talk about our Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> I think this whole man wants to move on. <laughs> I, I, tell me, tell me, tell me, I may be wrong, I, I, you know, but it sounds like he wants to move on to talk about the Seahawks. Yeah, they're playing national TV on Monday night against Philadelphia. Ooh. Aren't you excited? No. Not really? No. <laughs> why? Tell me why. Why are we not just going to go in there and kick their ass? Well, that's yeah, fine. That's, 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 not, that's, not as fun, that's not fun to watch. It is for a little bit. That gets boring. It's boring? Well, yeah, so, when you're up 75 points it's kinda, and you're just calling halfback dive and running up the gut, to run out the clock, it does tend to get boring. Don't you think we may have a setback? Do you think you're, you really think we're going to go in there and you know play well like we did oh, last week? No, we're, we're the Seahawks, so the game will it will end. It you know it'll be it'll be close until you know one minute left in the game or something like that, and somehow we'll come out in the end and we'll look we'll look like we you know dominated, but we totally barely won by like half a second. We are, the, we, we are the Seahawks will play down to their level. Yeah. Until we decide to finally win at yeah. the last second. <laughs> I mean. That's, that, that is what we do historically. Last like five seasons, that's been our MO. I'm sorry. The Eagles are a garbage, like just a disaster of a team. And yeah, I, I don't find them interesting to face. I, you know, the, the, whatever team they were two years ago, was it two years ago they went to the Super Bowl? Something like that. 2018. Something yeah. like that, yeah. Two, three years ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a team that'd be interesting to play, but this one is, you know, just a garbage scow on fire. Um, yeah, there's, there's calls to replace the quarterback, and they don't have, I mean, is the running back healthy? I mean, and then, of course, they. I mean, they've had a lot of injuries in their, their receiver core. Their defense is not particularly strong. It's just top to bottom. Just it's like they're just like, can we can we finish this season now, please? Like, I mean, that's just I get the impression that that's that's what they are. They have a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, if they win out against the rest of their their competitors, they'll they'll go what? They'll they'll finish with like a a, a five and nine, something. Nine record. and nine and seven is the best they can do. Yeah, they're, they're not going to go nine and seven. They have a tie, so. Oh, sorry. Eight, seven, so, and one is the best they can do. Yeah, they, they're probably going to wind up six and something. But, yeah, they're not going to win. Sorry, six, nine, and one is what they're probably going to wind up with. And, yeah, they're probably going to go to the playoffs with that record, which, of course, will thankfully remove the Seahawks uh, as the, the the holders of the worst record ever to enter the playoffs. <laughs> was that 2008, was that? Nine. Seven Carol's first year. Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine, you're right, yeah. The year of the, the beak the that was beast beast mode. Beast yeah, beak, we, yeah. We beat the Saints, even though we barely made it into the playoffs, we beat the Saints. That was awesome. That was awesome. Good good times. So Philly does have a decent um pass rush compared to our Seattle Seahawks. I mean do you think Russ is going to get his ass kicked behind our? We have seven guys, six or seven guys. I counted on the on the hurt list this week. I mean, 
I see problems maybe this coming Monday night. I mean, prove me wrong. I mean, we got who do we got hurt? We have Shell's hurt, Simmons is hurt, Fuller's hurt, Brown is hurt, Upati is hurt, Lewis is hurt. Posick's supposed to be back, but are we going to be able to stop Philly's good pass rush? Yeah, I sprinted an MCL just listen to you. Tell us how many people. Are like. it's, uh, yeah, um, I mean, but see how many of those are actually going to miss time. There's a you know you could be on the list, but not you know not really miss any time. Like true, but so, either way. Okay, he is full so, practice. So yeah, so you know, Postic had a full practice. Um, uh, in terms of the linemen that you mentioned, my God, we need Postic back because. To put yeah, him, yeah, because that'll move Lewis, who had limited practice uh, Thursday, yesterday. He he uh, he'll be back, and he'll probably be back. You can move those guys back to the guards. That'll really help. Mm-hmm. Only thing is, we don't. If you said Shell is injured. Shell is at, Shell did not practice today. Simmons did not practice. Brown did not. Okay, so if Shell's injured, that means right tackle is going to be who. The guy they got. The, uh, oh, the guy Cincinnati. from Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Cedric. Uh, what's his name? No, it'll be um, Cedric Obigay. Oh, yeah, Ogabul. Ogabuga. Ogabuga. Okay, all right. We got Ogabuga. But yeah, okay. <laughs> but um, anyways, and you guys but, are complaining about me using the term civil war. Come on. Ah, <laughs> uh, civilian altercation. Um, there you go. The, He's the backup tackle. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm super duper worried, dude. Um, how, <laughs> you're putting in a guy. Okay. He was like a first round draft pick like a long time ago. Um, yeah, but there's a reason why Cincinnati dumped him. Yeah, there's a reason he's a backup. There's a reason yeah. why he's a backup. Exactly. Uh, I don't, I don't, <laughs> the, re, the, well, maybe you could shuffle it or shuffle it around a little bit. I mean, you know, we'll have Brown and on one side, you know, Potty and then Posick and then Lewis. And then, so then what do you got? You got Jones and you got, well, Simmons isn't playing. Fuller isn't playing. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I guess you're stuck with Oak Buell, however you say his name. I, I hope Brown plays and said he set out today's practice. So Did he? Oh, that's play. another problem then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, he'll play. Cause I, I will, I will. He says uh, limited practice yesterday. Oh. Well, yesterday. The official, Go to the official Seattle Seahawks website. I'm okay, I'm not as worried about limited then. As limited that was yesterday. Yes, well, I, I, but today they did say he sat out. I, I promise you that. Mm. Well, uh, that's for we're talking about Brown. Yeah, Brown. Yeah. He's listed as he's listed on the on the official website. He's listed as knee slash resting vet. So they're probably just resting him after a limited practice to kind of make sure he's fresh. And he's got okay. till Monday, so. I think I think there's a fair chance he'll play. Fair enough. And they have Carson limited practice, and he dang well better play. Dude's taking half the season off. But, well, yeah. you, well, you bring up Chris Carson with him co- coming back this week. I mean, do we no longer let Russ cook? I mean, that was one of our questions, but that we talked about in pre in our <laughs> pre-show. But I mean, last week Russ didn't really cook with um, what's his face, Carlos Hyde back there. I, I mean, I, I say go with that same game plan with Chris Carson. What are your thoughts? Uh, take away a spatula. Take away the spatula. Take away, take away the deep fat fryer. 
when uh-huh. yeah no no <laughs> i mean if you got carson back let's go let's go 50 50 load balance on hyde and carson give them each 10 carries and one thing i would let russ do is maybe the first drive of the game i'd let him air it out i'd let him air it out like intermittent drives throughout the game mix it up go ground and pound one drive go let it fly on the next drive uh don't be predictable in other words but I, but i don't think i don't think we need to like let him cook if we got running backs i agree how about you matt yeah the team overall is better as we saw last week the team is better when the whole offense is there when the whole offense shows up, when we have a running offense, and Russ can still cook, he can still do his thing. He can still run, roll out of the pocket, and throw some long bombs. He can still get engaged in a bunch of other ways and scare me when he takes off running and and you know make it to the sideline and safely. But you know, I mean, it. it yeah, we're 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 a much better team when you have that extra dimension, and it it actually helps Russ cook because they're not expecting for it. And I agree. Let him let him air it out. You know, first first possession. You know, maybe maybe uh, you know, just send DK down the sideline. Just just take off straight vertical and see what happens. You know, see who see who makes it to the end zone first, and how far and how far Russ can throw that ball, and, if, and see if DK can see if he can out throw the speed of DK. I don't think he can, but, but let him try, and and you know that'll put the defense on notice and stretch it out a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it, it's just you know. He can still cook, but he can cook with the more tools at his disposal this way. Running backs take some heat off him. He can use them in screens. They oh, yeah, definitely. In, you know, in the run pass off, uh, 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 RPO. The run option. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and uh, you know, it, it just it opens, the, it opens the toolkit, it opens the, uh, the playbook. It's not so a matter you, of, of, of telling, telling Russ not to cook, it's a matter of, Here's more. Here, here's a here's a more dynamic playbook to play with, and we're going to use it all. And yeah, you're not going to be throwing as much, but that's okay. So it sounds like to me we can keep the, he can keep his grill on, but he's got to put away the fryer. You're saying? Nah, maybe I maybe I take that back. Maybe what I say is, uh, in, instead of take away his deep fat fryer, uh, maybe give him a crock pot. Okay, on yeah. a stove top, he can cook, yeah. do a little cooking there. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Okay. Maybe do some good stuff for the cockpot. Maybe in addition to the stovetop, you know, let them know that there's a oven and you know convection oven and yeah, m- you can microwave stick a turkey in there, you know, and yep. you know, put one of those microwave uh, steam bag, you know, vegetables in the microwave. You know, he can he can really be ver- versatile. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I like what you're saying. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a cook. Be a um, chef. Be a chef. Be a Russ. chef. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, Pete Carroll's talked multiple times of what I heard this week about we may see a little bit more of Colby Parkinson involved in the offense. Ooh. How do you guys feel about that? Well, it sounds like you're excited. Uh, I'm Matthew not. A, Page, I'm, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first because Matt's going to talk a lot about this. Um, <laughs> but I just want to say the reason why we're going to see Colby Parkinson is because Greg Olson got injured. He's out for the season. And I always shudder to think like you take a proven commodity and you insert a pure rookie. It makes me 
it, it makes me a little bit nervous, but we do have Will Disley and Hollister uh, who are supremely they're suited to take over the mantle from Olsen. So, you know, that makes me feel a little bit better. They're known quantities themselves, you know? So yeah, you know, they're they're you know what you get with them and Russ has developed relationships with them in terms of, you know, catch, cast, catch, passing, uh, patch casting. I don't know what I was trying to say. Uh, catch, passing, patch catching, whatever. Anyway, moving on. Russ has relationships with them. And, uh, and, and yeah, so I, I understand, yeah, it, it, it impacts the depth. And, yeah, you don't want to lose a guy of Greg Olson's caliber ever. Um, and it sounds like it might be the end of his career, unfortunately, and you know, which is a great <clears throat> potential Hall of Famer, really. I mean, you look at his career, his body of work. But anyway, the real question is about Colby Parkinson, and I'm excited to see him finally get some reps. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, he's a rookie. He's going to make rookie mistakes. Rookie things happen. Um, but I'm excited about his potential. Um, he's he's a big guy who can move fast downfield, and he's a big matchup problem for uh, for a lot of players in that secondary, for any secondary. And um, I'm excited to see what he's capable of. Well, I, I don't know. I'm not as excited about him, but like you said, we're putting in a rookie. But, I mean, I, I like his potential, I guess, but. Well, remember, he's yeah. We're putting we're putting in a rookie, but he's coming in as third string. He's, it's not like we're putting him in the start. True. It just means he'll get a couple reps out on the field. We'll see him out there lined up a couple times, and he'll be in for maybe for some special teams or something else as well. They'll try to work him in a couple snaps here and there. But it's not like he's going to come in and start at quarterback, and we're handing the whole game to him. You know, like yeah. like like Abraham said, we have we have uh, Disley and we have Hollister. And those are the guys who are going to take the lion's share of the snaps. And if we really need some real blocking or whatever, you know, we can we can we can throw a bellower out there as our fullback who can uh, he can he can block as well. Um, and you know, Lockett is an amazing blocker as a as a as a wideout as well. Um, so you know, in terms of blocking on the field, and everything we'll be fine. And in terms of you know, he might get a pass thrown his way, which would be kind of cool. Um, he's not he's not going to be expected to put. The game is not going to be on the line with him on the field. Let me put it that way. Okay, fair enough. Um, moving on, I do. I don't know why I want to bring this question up, but it's just something I keep noticing. I, Mr. Homer, Travis Homer has been hurt lately. I know, but has DJ Dallas passed him on the, the depth chart? Ma, uh, Matthew Page, you can start. Um, I don't think so. Um, I think I think Homer's earned a lot of respect with it, what he's done on the practice squad, practice fields. I mean, um, from the from the coaching staff, and I think, uh, yeah, he's he got kind of bent over weird, and just like Scarborough, <laughs> the both of them got a, got tackled weird, um, and and so yeah, he's 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 hurting right now. He's on that injured list, but I don't think he's going to lose his spot because of that injury. Um, I think I think Dallas is still a notch below him. How about you, Abe? Oh, so good old uh, DJ does Dallas conversation. There, right? I was waiting for that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, am I supposed to be impressed by DJ Dallas? Am I? Because I'm not. Has he, has he passed Homer? No, he has definitely not. And I was on Homer's case all last year. 
I was saying like, oh, Homer's not good enough. He can't do anything. Blah, 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 blah. And I still don't think Homer's great. But you're telling me that DJ Dallas with his 3.4 yard average is good? He said one run. He had, he had one run that I thought was okay. It was like a 10 yard run. I'm sorry. No, I'd rather have Homer who can actually pass block. He can actually catch the ball out of the backfield. Whereas Dallas can't even seem to do that. So no DJ Dallas is going to be, um, you know, on, on, on the, on the waiver wire next year. There, there's no point to this I, guy. I, there's better players out there. I, 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 I disagree. But okay, go ahead. I, I, when he got drafted, I, I I did say why did we draft this guy? But I I'm impressed. I think I know he's got a lot to learn. But if Homer comes healthy, I think Dallas is going to still be bypass him on the depth chart. Even though I guess that's not really saying much. They're both. Uh, you're so, arguing. So, you're arguing about a third and fourth string running back. I, I, I know. I'm just, <laughs> maybe I'm intrigued because it's who's more Dallas? But well, but. Who's I, more third stringy? Who's who's a better third stringer? Is what Matt's saying, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do I do I have to point out that uh, our old third stringer scored a touchdown for the Texans uh, against yeah. Detroit? Mister Prosize, who Mister Prosize, I was happy to see him doing well. I uh, you know I always liked him. I just didn't like that he couldn't stay on the field. That was my only problem with DJ Prosize the entire time as a Seahawk. Health is a tool at a certain point. You got to be sure. able to show up and play, and he he just uh, he kept getting banged up. And I, but I was happy to see him do well. But another thing I want to say is with DJ Dallas, I was screaming at the television when they drafted him. I didn't understand why we drafted him. I still don't see why we drafted him. I have no idea what. I I, I don't see anything on the tape. I have yet to see anything on the field. Uh, and you know who we could have had in that role and who I wanted us to draft in that, in that spot, who we, we could have drafted, oh, I don't know, three rounds later. <laughs> Tell us again, James Robinson. <laughs> I was streaming at the TV about, and everyone is like totally shocked that he's running wild for the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Mm. He is impressive. I'll give you that. Yep. <laughs> Um, they need, sometimes they need to listen to me on the skill players. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, a couple more things about the Philadelphia Eagles. Apparently they like to go for it on fourth down because Doug Peterson, their coach, loves analytics. Analytics. Um, analytics, thank you. Sorry. Um, so He's a sabermetrics guy for football. Uh, Abraham, that means you hate him, right? Yep. That's why I wanted to ask, ask Matthew Page first about this. Uh, this. Okay. Talk about it. Do you... Fourth down, well, you're giving up on 25% of your plays. Mm-hmm. You know, the old the old adage, people hate the guy who goes for gone fourth and in, in Madden um, is, is, is dumb because if you really sit down and you think about it, you're automatically giving up on fourth, uh, uh, 25% of your plays. That's 25% of the chances that you have to have to score the score the game. 25% of the time is a heck of a lot of time. And then don't forget, there's also the third downs where they basically just give up. A lot of times, that always I always annoys me when it's third and 18 and they call a draw play and the guy runs for two yards and falls <laughs> over. You gave up. You absolutely gave up on the drive, and that just it frustrates me to no end to see that. 
you just you're absolutely intentionally throwing it and that's that's not acceptable in an offense that I would ever run. I would never allow that to happen. And so I can kind of understand from a numerical standpoint, the 25% argument. And, and it also decreases your, your giving up on third down thing, you know? Uh, but yeah, I think, I think he's still, he still goes, he still punts on some fourth downs. I mean, there's still, you know, when it's fourth and 22, obviously. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get, let's just punt. We don't want to give up the ball on the 10, you know, on our own 10 or something like that. You know, I can understand there are certain situations where he still goes for it, but uh, where he'd still punts. But in general, I mean, you know, the, the argument can be made, like if you're at midfield and it's four, it's fourth and five or less, you've got, you know, it, it might be your, your statistically, your chances might be better off if you go for it because defenses and conventional thinking are set up so that, you know, they're thinking you're on really going to go to they, like, they're getting ready for, to catch a punt. They like they automatically, they just start jogging off the field. And if you catch them and you just stay there on on the field, you know, you might get them off on their back foot. And, and, and yeah, I don't know. I can see the argument for it. I can see the argument against it. Um, but the bottom line is, is you're giving up on 25% of your plays. That's not acceptable. Abraham, you have a counter or no? What what did you call it? Analytics? Analytics? A- analytics, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, here's the problem Does when you it get ner- it out of your uh, Here's the problem <laughs> is you get nerds who get into sports and they start nerds. thinking they understand more nerds. than with the actual nerds. people. <laughs> nerds. Yeah, um yeah, so you get these nerds in there who think, oh, okay, let's stick with numbers. And what does my slide rule say? Shut up. Look, look, at, look at these guys. Okay, so Doug Peterson came in. He had a little bit of different philosophy, got himself to the Super Bowl. What has this guy done ever since then? His staunch, his staunch religion, like it's almost like a cult. He belongs to some nerd cult that just believes in this stuff and doesn't look at the flow of the game, doesn't look at the quality of the players, doesn't look at what's going on exactly right then, right there, right now. Who's the worst team on fourth down conversions in the NFL? It's the New York Jets. Who's the second worst? That's the, uh, that's, that's the Philadelphia uh, uh, Eagles for you. And they're basically the Jets. Because they go for, they go for it in stupid situations. They go for it when it's not necessary. Take a look at what we saw yesterday with Mike McCarthy and his clown show on wheels going on at Cowboys, going for it on fourth down on his what twenty yard line. Come on, get these analytic nerds out of the game, or at least get them to get their heads into the game. <laughs> And out of their backsides, because that's all this is. Somebody saw some, somebody saw an episode. <laughs> somebody saw an episode of uh, Young Sheldon from Big Bang Theory, where Young Sheldon says you should always go for it on fourth down, and then they think that's 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 football strategy. It's not football strategy. It's being a nerd. Nerd. <laughs> nerd. Well said. Well said. Uh, okay. <laughs> 
yeah, the, the, for the for, for those who don't know, Abraham has this same attitude towards sabermetrics in baseball. Everything, everything. Yeah, and everything. Yeah. Play the damn game, not the numbers. I'm sure, we'll bring that up once baseball season comes. Um, moving on, uh, Seahawks drafted you know Jordan Brooks, which is a waste of a pick, as we all know, but. <laughs> Um, Wait! Don't do my commentary. Don't do my commentary before I get a chance. (laughs) (laughs) With that that said, the Eagles, in my opinion, wasted a pick in drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round. But you think Peterson's going to call upon Jalen Hurts here before the season's over? Take over? I can. I can start on. I can start on that one. I think that if you end up in a scenario where Wentz goes against the Seahawks defense. Uh, if he can't accomplish something against this terrible pass defense, your hand has got to be played at some point because if you don't, if, if you just decide to ride the ship of Carson Wentz, you know, into that iceberg and you don't get on the life raft of Jalen Hurts, even if that life raft, you know, has like 17 holes in the, in the bow, <laughs> You got to at least do the smart thing and try something different. Cause doing what, what, what did they say? What's the old saying? Like trying to do the same thing, uh, that doesn't work with and expecting different, different results is the definition of an insanity. It's insanity not to try something different. If Wentz fails, uh, in the first and second quarter. Okay. How about you, Matt? Um, I, I, first of all, I have to, I, I'm a little confused here. Okay. So Carson Wentz is, is their quarterback. He's the Titanic. Who, who would they, who would they, who would they go? Are you, are, do you, are you saying should, should Nate Sudfield come in and play? No, Jalen Hurts. They, that's, they don't have a quarterback other than Nate Sudfield and, and Carson Wentz. Jalen no, Hurts is not a quarterback. No, no. He's a dinghy. In my metaphor, Jalen Jalen Hurts is a is a is a tight end or wide receiver or running back. He's a skill player. He's an amazing athlete. He does not have the intelligence or the capability of being an NFL quarterback. Uh, so my question to you would be, who would come in instead of Carson Wentz at quarterback? It'd be Jalen Hurts, uh, and you'd run a Tim Tebow offense, yeah. and you might surprise somebody for two or three for games. Like, Four teams caught up to you. Oh, maybe not even three games. I'd say two or three plays, but okay. <laughs> I'm, I, I honestly, I, I are you don't saying Jalen Hurts? You saying Jalen Hurts is not is not any better than Tim Tim frickin' Tebow? Uh, I'm saying if you could if you could if you could uh, turn back time somehow and have peak Tim Tebow versus peak Jalen Hurts in college football. And have that Oklahoma team versus that Florida team, you'd have a hell of a game on your hands. It'd be pretty interesting to see who won. I don't know. I honestly don't know who would win that game. So I'd put them about even footing. I would take Tebow right now over Hurts. That's just my opinion. Okay. Uh, He's awful. They're both awful, but Hurts is worse. But. So her, so what, let, let, let's take a quick look at Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is got a fifty-eight percent completion rate right now. Uh, Twenty-three hundred yards, fourteen TDs, fourteen interceptions. 
<clears throat> hey, um, yeah, you might want to start thinking about some things. But is 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 Jalen Hurts? Uh, yeah, I agree with Abraham. He's a diggy. That's all he is. He's he's not a not a full lifeboat. He's not he's not the you know new ship that you ordered that's going to replace the existing <laughs> one. He is a diggy that might make you to the next oasis or you know a desert deserted island could save your life, but. That's a generous statement. Anyways. Well, no, I, uh, I, I definitely do think that like if Peterson goes the Wentz route, he might be just going down with the ship. I mean, is, isn't there something to be said, like make a change just to boost morale? Yeah. Just to boost morale. Well, okay. And I, I, I was just going to suggest maybe, maybe they consider, um, halfway through the game, if Wentz isn't doing anything, bring in Hurts just as a you know wake up call for Wentz. Do a couple series. Don't actually don't and, and, you know for a couple series or for the rest of the game, it's fine. And yeah, you're gonna have to deal with a media circus, but you live in Philadelphia, so you're already dealing with a media circus. <laughs> oh and, <my> <laughs> and and it's already yeah. I guess Monday night football is not the greatest place to to do this, but it would have the biggest biggest wake up call for Wentz. And and. Maybe you, you kick him, kick his brain in gear, and make him, you know, correct the mistakes he's been making, and and goes back to the what he was at like MVP level, what like two years ago. I mean, the guy, the guy was one of the better young quarterbacks in the NFL, and that right now he's going to lose his job to no one. I mean, there's no one behind him on that depth chart. I, Sudfield is not is not a real option. No, and Hertz is not a quarterback, so. I, you know, I, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm Peterson, I'd consider, I'd consider at this point, your season is almost lost. Anyway, if you make the playoffs, you're going to get eliminated the first. This is why I'd never want to, this is why I'd never want to play or coach in like Philadelphia, because that is such a brutal market and they're going to get on. Yeah. They're going to get on your case regardless. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, you guys remember the former USC wide receiver? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing went, wideout. That's when went he was to, there. Yeah. Went, went to Philadelphia. Could do no right. They're constantly talking about what a bust he is. You know, um, I think he was a first. Now he's doing amazing now, isn't he? He's a, he's a Raider. Yes, he's a Raider and he's doing amazing. <laughs> and there was an article, there was an article uh, like a couple of weeks ago and he's just like, oh, I'm so happy. And now plays just come to me like in my head. And um, after the game, I don't feel like people are, you know, trying to, you know, nitpick, nitpick on one bad thing that I did. And um, yeah, he's having like a career year now <laughs> just because he got away from that insanity. Yeah, he is. He's doing really well. Um, yeah, no, I, I remember him. And yeah, I remember watching him in, in, at USC and going, God, that guy's going to be amazing in the NFL. And then, yeah, he went to, the Eagles and he had like one good year with the Eagles and then it's all just kind of fell apart because of, well, the Phillies being, or the Eagles being the Eagles. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think at this point, if you're, if you're Peterson, yeah, your job's on the line cause you're Peterson and you're in Philly. And if you go to the, if you go to the playoffs, you're going to lose first round. It's going to happen. And, you don't have the depth to go anywhere. So at this point, what you can do is you can try and turn, if you can show to, you know, your, your, everyone that, Hey, 
I've, I've corrected right of the ship. We're heading in the right direction, and we end the season on the right note. Then you can save your job, and you can save this team, and you can move forward with some positive notes. And the way to do that would be to give Carson Wentz a kick to the head. And a kick to the head. By a kick to the head, I don't mean literally kick him in the head. Although we'll reserve that as a last last uh, last last choice representation or whatever last uh, <laughs> last option. Uh, you know, kick him in the head psychologically and pull him at like the halftime and put in hurts and know full well you're going to lose against the Seahawks. Yeah. But you walk into practice the next week and you go, look, the reason why I pulled you is because you're playing like shit. Sorry, language, but you're playing good crap and you need to you need to get back to the level you were at. And I know we haven't had the right receivers, but Alshon Jeffrey's back, and you've got some other good guys with Regar, and you've got um, uh, the tight end guy. Godart is really good. But you get, but as and a quarterback, Ertz, you get paid. Ertz is supposed to be back too. As a quarterback in the NFL, you get paid. You know, it, <laughs> not 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 to be like surrounded by great players. You get paid to like perform even when you don't have great players, like, you know, if you got receivers, if you don't got receivers, you're, you're the top guy. You got to perform. Good point. True. But I mean, you know, it's the the point is, is, you know, yeah. Okay, fine. Things haven't gone as well as we should for the rest for the beginning of the year. Don't care about it. Let's move forward. Turn the page. Let's let's get it back to the basics. Let's get this right. Let's get this going. Let's move in the right direction. And I, I pulled you because I wanted you to stop and think about it. Period. That's what I'd do if I was if I was Mr. Peterson. So, like, are you gonna uh, sing? Movie. Are you gonna sing "Turn the Page" by Bob Seger for us? Oh, I absolutely will. Anytime you want. Yes, that that'll be the number one choice for <laughs> when we go karaoke. But are you gonna point at me every time you say "page"? Absolutely. <laughs> I didn't right. think about that, but that's a good call. Okay. Um, now, would you sing the Metallica would... version or the Bob Seger version? I got a Metallica version. You know, being a James Hatfield. But you're going to do Seeger dirty like that? All right. Absolutely, (laughs) dude. We should get that recorded and put it on our website, but that's for another day. Um, (laughs) I will do it. Mark my words. You can even replay this this part. Um, Jamal Adams is still banged up with an injured shoulder. Do you think we should keep trotting him out there? Personally, if the guy can play, Keep him out there. Um, what, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think uh, I think now that we're moving into an easy part of our schedule, if if we can find a way to like sit him, rest him, I'd say do it. Hundred percent, or just you know, I mean, put him on the inactive roster, or just you know, cut back on his playing time, or what? I think I think it'd just be a matter of cutting back on the playing time, especially if you got a lead. You know, maybe sub him out. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. You know, phase him out for a while, rest him, get him up to 100% because we're going to need him down the stretch in the in the playoffs and stuff, and we want him 100% then. And looking, I mean, looking downhill right now at the schedule, I mean, who do we have? We have we have a joke of a schedule for the rest for for the Seahawks. Uh, let's see here. We have you have the you have four have of the NFC East teams. We have both New Yorks. Yep. We have both New Yorks, and we have Washington's team. Then we have uh, we have the Rams, and we finish in Niners. 
So uh, of those of those games, the only difficult ones are going to be the last two. We're going to Jazz. No, the oh, last, oh, I'm sorry. The last, Rams, I'm sorry. the last two My are bad. the Rams and the, the 49ers. Okay. Where maybe if you rest them as much as possible over the next four games, which is the Philly, New York, New York, and then Washington, but then we're going to need it for the Rams and the, and the Niners and then playoffs. <clears throat> if we're going to make it into the playoffs, I mean, at this rate, the way we're playing and the way the rest of the different divisions playing, it's going to be, you know, we're going to have to earn it. We're playing in like the only good division in the entire. In <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, we really are. I guess, I guess, Okay, I guess the AFC South is pretty good. Well, not really. No. Okay. How about well? Yeah. No, this is the best. This is the best one. This is the best. Uh, yeah. Everything else is either they have one team or oh god, yeah. Washington's in first with four and seven in that NFC East. Wow, we should watch <laughs> out for them. Uh, yeah, rest them as much as you can is what I'm saying. So you, you, real quick, you bring up the, the Eagles, Giants, Jets, and Washington. Who here thinks we can win those next four? I, I think we can. I get this weird. No. I get this weird feeling we drop one, just based Great off of war. sheer stupidity yeah. or something like that. Some stupid bounce goes the wrong way. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my money on that being the Giants game. Just I, because. I was thinking Washington myself. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I but, go. But, but, but yeah, three and one is what we think. Yeah. I'll say four or no, but okay, fair enough. Um, there are a couple other Hawks questions. That can I go back? Can so, sorry, so like, can we go back? If you're saying four yeah. or no, do you realize that means that the Seahawks are eleven and three? Yes. What was I, our what I mean, was our preseason predictions? Because if you guys remember, my mine mine was nine or ten wins max. You're nine. Matt was ten. I was eleven. I guess I have to say four and zero because the last time I changed, I changed the schedule or I changed our record. I, I moved it to thirteen and three, and I were at seven and three right now. So I guess I have to say four and zero, don't I? <laughs> and I said twelve and four when we redid it. I think I went from nine I, to ten wins, but yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If they if they if they win three out of the last the next four, yeah, that'll teach me right. That'll show you. I will show you. Up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to ask a couple of questions just about the NFL in general. I, I see we're getting close to our time, but Pittsburgh Steelers are still undefeated. Can they win out? Do you think? Do you think, they, you think they'll go sixteen and zero? Pittsburgh Steelers—they are really, really good. They just really are. They don't have any huge holes. See, so here's here's my thing, out. Matt. Matt, I agree with you on that. I don't, I don't think it's a matter of like they're great at anything. I just can't think of anything they're bad at. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the problem. It's like, I, where are they really weak? They're, they don't have a weak spot. They're just consistently. I mean, they're they're not like superb. I here's the money. They're not going to go. Un, they're not going to go undefeated. Um, but they are going to get really lucky because this game that's coming up on Tuesday that got pushed back from uh, this Thanksgiving. Uh, they got to play Baltimore, who was going to beat them, but now will lose to them because they don't have their quarterback. And who's starting for Baltimore? What's his face? The uh, who is former, 
were. The former Redskin who was like number two in the draft or whatever a few years ago. I don't that quarterback from Oh, R G three. Yeah. R G three I believe is your backup. R G three. I don't think he can I don't think he can lead them to the to victory over Pittsburgh. I think he can do just well for them. Like he he'll be okay for them. But I don't think he can lead them to beating um I don't know. Maybe maybe R G three can like just be so different enough that like it's hard to prepare for, but I don't think that's where the Steelers lose. I think they, I think they lose at Buffalo. I agree. Yeah. I was going to say Buffalo or Indy or even Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, last game of the season, they may rest all their starters. Yeah. I mean that, that would, yeah. If you're coming in that with, uh, you know, 15 and 15, and know, you'd be pretty tempted just to say like, what does it matter for undefeated or not? Exactly. Well, and if they have three game lead on on the Browns like they do right now in their own division, then yeah, who cares? If, who cares in the last game of the year? Why don't you sit everyone and just chill? Yep. <clears throat> uh, you know, so yeah, yeah, there reaches a point where yeah, you've clinched home field advantage, you've clinched your division by three games, you're golden. You know, no worries. Kick back and rest your guys for a week. Because the whole seventeen and zero or sixteen and, and you know or nineteen or twenty and zero or whatever is not a big deal. It's like yeah, it's cool, but we want to you want to win the Super Bowl more than anything. True, true. Uh, last question: uh, Is Cleveland at seven three for real? I think they suck personally, but I think they can go ten and six. So with the rest of their schedule, um, I want to say with their running game. Go ahead, sorry. Real. Yeah, I was gonna say they're real because of their the running game. Chubb, Chubb and Hunt are good. Yeah, you've got that's the best dynamic duo in the in the league. I was amazed when they added Hunt. I'm like, oh man, with Chubb, oh, it's gonna be amazing, and it has been. And they've been relying on it. They haven't been like, oh, we're just gonna do nothing but throw and completely ignore our running backs. No, they're handing off the ball a lot. I mean, Baker Mayfield only has 1,800 yards passing, and that's yeah. because they're just not throwing the ball. It's He's actually. He's doing okay. Yeah, it's one of those teams where it's like uh, Mayfield, don't blow this, you know. Um, yeah. And the defense is really good, and seven and seven and three in that division is not terrible. And they're gonna have to they're gonna have to play Pittsburgh again. They're gonna have to. I think they have to play the Ravens again, if I remember right. And they got some other tough games. I can't remember what they are, but like we'll, we'll see what they're made of. But the one thing that travels. Uh, this is like an old adage. The one thing that travels is a running game. Oh yeah, yeah. They have they have a tough they have a tough they got to play the Titans at the Titans. Then they got to play. Then they host the Ravens, and they also have the Steelers. But they also have the, okay. They have they have the Jaguars, the Giants, and the Jets are easy games for them. But they have the Titans, <laughs> the Ravens, the Steelers to come. So, so they, they basically have, got both ends of the spectrum every other week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but they go three and three though. Then they finish ten and six, and that's that's yeah. a that's I mean that's a nice game. That's a nice that's a wonderful season from Cleveland. Yep, it's amazing. <clears throat> Absolutely, and consider the fact that they also don't have their best uh, um, um, wide receiver. Well, Beckham. Yeah, because he's out, yeah he's out for the season. Yeah. Sometimes though, no. like when you lose a receiver like that, it makes your or you know like a player like that it can make your team better because people have to like step up and then, you know, you don't have to rely on them 
to make everything work. Cleveland's got a good defense too, so we'll see what happens. <clears throat> That's it on questions for me. Any shout outs or I was wondering if we could we could look at the uh, on the agenda here we had uh the draft picks for this year. I, I, I wasn't sure on time, but I'd love to go over go that. For it. I, I think I got time. Okay. Um I'll go ahead and start that then. Uh, let's look at the, the draft class of 2020 versus 2019. Um, I'm just going to read off all the players and whoever wants to start. But 2020, we got Abe's favorite, Jordan Brooks. We got <laughs> Daryl Taylor, Damian Lewis, Colby Parkinson, DJ Does Dallas, my boy, Alton Robinson, Freddie Swain, and Steven Sullivan. And we got 2019 L.J. Collier. That's Matt's favorite. And uh, Marquise Blair, D.J. Metcalf, Cody Barton, Gary Jennings, another Matt favorite. Uh, Phil Haynes, Ugo Amadi. I don't remember what I called him earlier in the year, but. Oogie Boogie. I think that's right. It was Ooga Booga. Yeah. Ooga Booga. Ooga Booga. Ben Burkirvin, Homer. I, I, I can't say his first name. We'll just go with Homer. Travis? Uh, DeMarcus. Like, you can't say Travis. I, 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 he's more of a homer to me. So, <laughs> Mr. Christmas, Demarcus Christmas, and John Ursula, who I like, the wide receiver. Okay. Okay, so let's let's talk about uh, what's well, the better just, draft, or do you want to break down each player? Or... I would Can have to play? say, yeah. Let me, if I could start, I would have to say, like these drafts are kind of almost identical. A colossal yeah. swing and a miss in the first round. And then in that in that third and fourth round, second round also Good like just hitting the ball out of the park. DJ Metcalf, we know everything. I don't need to say anything about DJ Metcalf. Um DK Metcalf, you mean not DK. DK Metcalf. Oh yeah, I didn't I didn't know. Sorry, that DJ that DJ Dallas is DK Metcalf. Gosh <laughs> darn it. Somebody get like a first name around here, okay? Um, DK Metcalf, uh, last year, Damian Lewis this year, how do you, how do you just get that kind of talent? Uh, DK Metcalf ended the second round. Lewis, I believe was third round. Um, how does every other team in football miss these two guys and you get them, you know, like just freaking amazing. Um, but you know, again, just yet another colossal swing and a miss in the first round. Uh, Jordan Brooks, or as I call him, not Patrick Queen. Uh, I'm sick and tired of all these homers on the radio, on the TV, on the television broadcast, on the this, you know, just, shut up. You, you guys all think Jordan Brooks is great. Well, I'll tell you one, one place. Uh, there's two places <laughs> that, that you can go to. And find out how not great he is. One is this very show, Seattle Sports Union Podcast. Um, and two is Pro Football Focus, where they basically rank Jordan Brooks dead last amongst linebackers. Uh, here's a quote. This season, Brooks has been gradually working his way into a defined role, like his fellow rookie linebackers. However, opposing offensive offenses have exploited him 
more often than he's been making plays in this defense. And that's exactly what I've been seeing every damn week from this guy. So all you damn people who think Jordan Brooks is the net is the second coming. No, what he is is what he is. That's a third round pick that for some reason we took in the, in the first round. Well said. Oh, am I up? Okay. Uh, yes. Well, okay. Focusing on, first of all, the 2020, um, I completely agree with Jordan Brooks. It's like we came up to our pick and they're like, all right, so here's the best available and let's take a look. Oh, there's all these linebackers and we need a linebacker because we want a linebacker. I don't know why we don't want a linebacker, but let's look at linebackers. And, um, oh, hey, there's this guy 14 lines down from the top of the best available um, that would really confuse the announcers if we picked him right now. Let's go with that guy. And I understand they have this concept of they have their own top 500 or top whatever, you know, top top grid of bulletin board that they've worked out and they go by their best available. But the reality is that the people who put together that best available most other teams evaluate the players pretty consistently. You might, you might find, you know, some players a little bit out of order here and there, but they're not like they're, you don't find a guy like Jordan Brooks, who was a third rounder on most people's boards uh, all the way up in the first round. You know, it, it's, it's, it's crazy how far, how inaccurate our, 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 our drafting capability is and how far they are from reality. Jordan Brooks would have been a great third round pick, fourth round pick. As a first round pick, he's an absolute bust. I have not seen anything change my mind, and I doubt I ever will. Uh, Daryl Taylor was our number two pick there, our second round pick. We haven't seen anything from him. He's unfortunately, I don't think he played this entire season. I don't think he's going to play at all this season. Um, I was looking forward to seeing him, but we'll we'll see him next year. That's fine. It, it, that's unfortunate, but it's you know it is what it is. Damian Lewis is an absolute gem at, in the third round. Um, he is an amazing. Uh, linebacker, he's been the best, one of the best guards in the game this year as a rookie. Um, <clears throat> and he even stood in last week for us at, at uh, center when he'd never played center before in his life. And I think he did pretty well. He had a penalty against himself, and then apparently he had a penalty when he snapped it wrong or something like that. And then he had a penalty where apparently he got run completely over, and apparently while he was getting run over, that was a penalty. I didn't understand that one. But <laughs> But otherwise, he did very. He's done very well, uh, and and I'm I'm really love that pick. Colby Parkinson, to be determined. Like I said, it's pretty exciting to see him finally get some reps this week, coming week. DJ Dallas, I don't know why we took him. I really don't. I still don't. I never will. I'm not. Yeah, like Abraham said earlier in the show, he'll be on the waiver wire next year. I don't. I, I fully. <laughs> I fully agree with that. Allen Robinson, he's been banged up, but when I when I've seen glimpses of him, I've liked what I've seen. And for a fifth round pick, that is about, you know, that's, that's good. I mean, you know, what little you see of him, whatever little chances he gets, he's making, making hay with. I think he's hurt right now, isn't he? I don't know because. Uh, or he's just buried in the depth chart, one just, or the other. He's buried and I just don't get it. Like it's, um, he, he has, he has two sacks. He has, you know, a whole bunch of hurries. And I don't know why they don't give him more opportunity Baffles me. Yeah. And then uh, Freddie Swain actually has been a delightful surprise. They, you know, he's, he's made some big catches and he's 
been out there on the field a lot more than I expected from a sixth round draft pick for wide receivers, considering how we've treated our late drought, late wide receiver picks in the past. And Steven Sullivan was just a throwaway pick, and I don't know why we traded back into the draft to get him. I still don't. <laughs> I don't know what they saw. I don't care at this point. Freddie Swain, just want to throw this at you. Russell Wilson has a 125 passer rating when throwing the swing. Yeah. Not bad for, Not bad. what is he, a fourth or fifth receiver? I don't even know. I'd say fourth. Fourth. The way they've used him this year, yeah. Ten catches on 14 um, targets, that's. Well, we have basically used our top two guys, and then what's his face more. But I, everybody else is a running back or tight end yep. that I've seen this year. Well, Freddie Swain, basically, he he's proved that, you know, uh, Snyder and Carroll, who utterly missed on Gary Jennings and John Ursua last year, that they can find some receiving talent. That that was just, that, that was weird, though. I, I Everything that I saw out of Gary Jennings at West Virginia and everything that I saw on tape from John Ursua, I thought those guys should have been NFL caliber, but something went wrong with that. Well, the reality is, is apparently we're talking to Gary Jennings and we might be bringing him back because of Josh Gordon's still impending nothingness. And so we have a spot that might be available and money. And apparently they apparently are talking to Jennings because we need some depth at that, at that position. So Jennings might be back. And I, li- I still like that pick in the fourth round on him. And, I, yeah, from what he saw in West Virginia, I really liked Gary Jennings, and I don't know why he didn't get more of a chance with the team when they're giving Freddie Swain so much, so many, so many, so many snaps. I mean, you're getting, Swain is on the field half the time right now. It's amazing. Um, uh, looking back at the 2019 draft, you got Collier, who has been involved in one or two plays this year, but still is not living anywhere near up to round one hype. You got Blair, who was doing pretty well until he got hurt for the rest of the season earlier this year, which was a bummer. Um, obviously, DK, who I was screaming at the television to pick him like 30 years, 30 picks earlier. Uh, when, when, when Collier was on the board, <laughs> I was screaming to pick DK Metcalf, all right? Uh, and uh, Cody Barton, who I think has been good depth depth guy. I don't know, though, because Cody Barton – Maybe there's a reason why they took Brooks in the first round. Maybe they just don't like Cody Barton. Obviously, that must be the I mean, that, that's the only thing that explains it. Um, but is, is, sorry to interrupt, but is Cody better than Ben Burkirvan? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> ben ben Burkirvan's just a he's a special teamer. There's there's nothing. Yeah, he's a special teamer. There's nothing wrong with that. He's really good at it. But that's that's I think that's his ceiling, and that's fine. You can you can have a good career being a social schemer. Amadi, I think he's he's a he's a decent depth guy. He's he's doing he's done some good plays here and there. Question: Flash Can he play a, Can he play cornerback? Quarter or corner? Corner. Yeah, he can play corner. Why can't we well, move him to nickel? No, he's nickel right now. I was just wondering why can't we move oh. him to cornerback? I have no idea. I don't know why they don't they don't seem to want to do that. Good point. I, I'm just getting uh, a little tired see. of I'm a little tired of you know Trey Flowers. That's all. Uh, so am I. Um, Demarcus Christmas isn't even on the team anymore. He missed all of last year because of an injury, and then I don't think we kept him. Uh, and then Homer, obviously, also in the sixth round. 
who's a pretty good six rounder, and, <laughs> and, and then Ursula in the seventh round, which yeah, I, I don't think they really. I think they were just kind of like, eh, who's interesting at this point? I don't think they were really serious about picking Ursula. I don't think they really gave him a chance. That's what seventh. That's what seventh round picks are. Yep. Yeah, they're like, who's interesting and who you know randomly might might turn out to be decent. We'll see. Yeah. You brought um, up Alt- you brought up Alton Robinson. He's buried behind Benson Maoya. Is that makes sense, or should he give well, be getting more playing time than that? Maoya is is good and and should be playing regularly. Um, Robinson, I don't know. Maybe, maybe let the rookie. I don't know. Just rotate him in more. Uh, yeah, you, know, not, you know, they're these are these are like these. You know, when you say when you say someone's starting at a position on on the defensive line, it's like they're there for the first snap, and then everything is just chaos and rotated constantly throughout the game. Good point. So, it, it just, just rotate for, him in more. It, for me, Benson Mayoya, who plays, he's the starter, right? Um, and. Yeah. Alton Robinson plays about 25% of the snaps. So that's that's the balance, the load balance. Moyoa has one more tackle than Alton Robinson and the same amount of sacks. And then I think they both have a forced fumble. And it just makes me kind of think, like, production-wise, maybe we need to get the young guy from Syracuse in there a little bit more. Well, technically, according to the the official Seahawks depth chart on the official Seahawks.com, uh, in that Leo position, it's Dunlap, then Mayoa, then Alton. So Alton's at third. Yeah, that's a bummer because Dunlap, we've seen what he can do, three sacks, three games. I mean, that's... Um, yeah. But by the same token, they have the defensive tackle position. They just thought Jaron Reed, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> No one behind him. He, he gets hurt, we're screwed. Which website were you looking at? OfficialCX.com. Oh, well, okay. wait, wait, wait a minute. D tackle would go. D tackle would go. Reed, Collier, Puna Ford, right? No, they have D E being Collier, and they have Puna Ford as nose tackle. Okay, someone's not paying attention when they're <laughs> when they're writing that. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'm just saying it's the official Seahawks.com. So I'm like, you know, this is what this is what the team thinks. So they got Amadi as the backup for Diggs, free safety position, and that's it. Okay. I don't know why he is. I would put him above Lyndon Stevens and Jason Stanley for a backup for Flowers, but okay. I don't even know who yeah. those are. <laughs> <laughs> People. people. What, what are your thoughts? People what are your, who wear jerseys? What are your thoughts there, Solak? We haven't heard from you uh, on, on this draft. I think twenty nine. I mean, obviously, twenty nineteen on paper is a way freaking better draft than twenty twenty. But I mean, I'm still. I still think Daryl. I'm anxious to see Daryl Taylor play, which won't be till next year. And I think Parkinson and Robinson have a bleep load of potential. So, but. We got DK Metcalf alone. I mean, that, him and Marquise Blair, if he can come back healthy, that's two awesome picks in 2019. And Amadi, like you said, is great depth. And Homer, I know I'm not a 100% fan, but he is depth. And 
LJ Collier, I mean, he's had a few good plays this year, but I, I'm still, the jury's still out on him. So I wish the Seahawks but, could just get their first round pick, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, that, yeah, like I, like I said before, that's why I was totally cool with the Jamal Adams trade because it's not like we're going to use our first round picks no. <laughs> correctly anyway, you know? They were going to be wasted on somebody that we shouldn't have been drafted to begin with. So, yep. Okay. Until Schneider moves on, they're they're not, they're going first round is just going to be a joke in this franchise. I mean, they might as well just do just trade down, keep trading down like everyone. <laughs> That's fine. At least then we're you know we're getting more picks and we're they're really they're like like we've seen they've they've shown that they have the ability to find value in the third to fourth round area. Yep. But. You don't build a team with third, and I mean, that's depth. You build depth with that, but you don't build. You know, that's not where all the talent is. And 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 of course, do I have to remind everyone of of uh, of uh, Abraham's favorite um, complaint? He's got a few favorite complaints, dude. And what what's the one you're thinking of? And I've totally forgotten it. Uh, waiting for you guys to answer it. I've totally forgotten. It. I had <laughs> just the sheer. Down. I'm sorry. The sheer quantity work. of what complaints happened? that I have in your Rolodex. You're like, ah, oh, I yeah, lost yeah. it. There's just too many of them. You, <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. Uh, Was it football related? Had it too. Yes. Okay. I all right. Had it too. Um, does it narrow it down? In it, my was, it was about a Seahawk, and it was about uh, drafting. No. This is going to bother me now for, like, months. Malik McDowell, about. Kristen Michael. Um, <laughs> we can just go through this. Anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's move on. Shout-outs. Like, How about shout-outs? Oh. We do um, I'll, I'll, I'll do one, and I'll, I'll do it because I'll do it ahead of you guys. I want to give a I want to give a preliminary a preliminary show wow shout out a, a prelima prelima show. Oh jeez, show <laughs> prelima show. I want to give a prelima show uh, to the Everett Aqua Sox because it sounds like, according to leaks, that we're going to have still have the Everett Aqua Sox, and they're still going to exist, and they're going to make it through the, the minor league cuts uh, because there were some job listings <laughs> listed by the Seattle Mariners for coaching needs at uh, Everett, Tacoma, Peoria, Arkansas, and one well, forgetting one. Anyway, Tacoma, and and it sounds like they're going to be around, and um, I'm excited about that, and I'm really happy to, and I'm really interested to see what a full season A of high A will look like um, with the Mariners with the, at the uh, at the Aquasox. God, Oregon, Oregon losing must have really fried your brains. Putting together a couple sentences was really hard for you. Really, or, or, or his fry, his fryer might have fried his brain. Who's that too? I've been breathing fumes. Who knows if they're toxic or not? You know, whatever. Uh, my shout out this week would be to the Seattle Sounders who put put the studs to faces against the LAFC fighting Los Angelinos. And it was great to see them tear apart a team that's spending way more than they are as they march on through for another MLS Cup, hopefully. Yeah, well, I, I like that. Um, yeah, you probably took both my shout-outs, but I... I uh, that's I why I went it. first. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Why don't you give a shout out to Oregon State Beavers? Um, I was going to say uh, that. We try to focus on Washington sports, but yeah, congratulations to the Oregon State Beavers for being up on those Oregon Ducks and uh, giving the dogs a chance at the Pac-12 title. But I also, I mean, uh, it's not really a shout out, but props. I'm glad that they canceled the Apple Cup. So shout out to the Wazoo officials for doing their job. Safety comes first. Safety yeah. become, comes first, yep, and taking care of these kids. and Especially for uh, the amateurs. You know, exactly. The K, the K, the, you know, the, the kids, yeah. And everybody wear your damn masks. That's my last word. <laughs> do we, do we dare man. give a shout-out to um, Robert English, who wasn't able to make the show? Uh, yes, he, he, wanted, uh, he wanted us to express our remorse in, in not having him here. Uh, and, and saddened we we are by his absence because it simply won't be quite as good without his commentary. So does he, he want us to lie? Does he want us to lie to the fan base? Um, according to according to this message, it, no, it doesn't doesn't require us to lie. But he he, he did express, make sure that we were supposed to express our sad how sad we were. He would have made our Seahawk talk more positive. So I you got to give him a <laughs> shout out for that. That's true. He does. He does bring the uh, the positivity a lot more than we seem to. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, all, thank you, all of you out there who got to listen to us tonight. We just want to say we appreciate everything that you guys have done for us and listening to us and commenting. Check us out on Twitter at Seattle Sports U. Like us on Facebook. Check out all our great articles at www. Seattle Sports Union as well. Listen to us here on podcasts on Podbean, on iTunes, and Spotify. We'll see you guys next time. Go Hawks. Go sports ball. <laughs>